Welcome to MTZ Overflow Podcast. You've just finished listening to the sermon. Now let's get into the overflow. We're glad you're here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all, all, all part of it. All part of oh, it. Uh, yes. I want you to get comfortable, like with with where the mic is, how your voice sounds coming out the speakers. I hate the sound of my voice. Oh, why would you hate the gift God gave you? Because it's so deep. I always feel like how deep. Like I'm a dude. Like <laughs> when I wake up in the morning, like drink some water. Like, you don't have that morning. But I thought it was Stephen. Sounded like uh, like St- Stephen. Stephen. <laughs> Hi, this is Stephen. How are you doing this morning? <laughs> so glad to be here uh, with you this morning. <laughs> I go by Stephanie, but today I'm gonna be Stephen. <laughs> and then sometimes I can make it go really high. <laughs> and so, I try to do the high voice because it seems less, but I was talking to somebody the other day and they're like, your voice is just deep, just roll with it. And I'm like, yeah, I don't like it. As a a fellow lower octave woman, yeah, you just kind of got to roll with it. You got to roll with it. I will say the morning is way worse. I've definitely surprised myself sometimes where I'm just like, oh, Hello. <laughs> yeah, I hear my sometimes on, on the morning on the prayer call, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> and then I find myself because Bible looks like, but you stop clearing your throat. I'm like, I'm just trying to get that octave. Trying, trying to wake, trying to wake up my vocal oh, yeah. cords. Every, every, we are asleep. We are asleep. Okay, full body rest. Yes. <laughs> Can you drink some water? Drink some tea. So on my way over here, I was like, drink some water real quick. Like, your voice is your voice. Just like you said, just roll with you it. Just, just kind of roll with just it. Just I mean, roll. And you got to have that love for it, that real love for your voice. Uh, welcome to MTZ Overflow Podcast. My name is Cassandra Thorpe, and today we have Minister Stephanie Harris with us. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, as you can tell, um, trying to do some more morning stuff, you know, work of the Lord as much, so we got to get it going early in the day. Thank you for being here with us and to talk about uh, your sermon uh, this past week, uh, we're uh, we're excited to dive in. The subject is real love, and so what? Um, and so we are talking about real love. And the scripture that you pulled for us uh, is from Romans five, uh, five eight. So we're specifically looking at right. No, yeah. um, yeah. So we pulled um, five eight. Tell us what is going on in Romans at this time. Romans is one of those hard uh, books to read um, because Paul is just like trying to lay it all out there about Christ and his love for us. Um, And he's trying to convince uh, the people of the Rome, the church in Rome, the Roman church, Mm. um, because there was a population of Jews. Mm -hmm. And so, or we say Jews, there was a population of the Jews and there's the Old Testament. So they mm-hmm. believed in the Old Testament scriptures. And mm-hmm. the, those 600, I think it's 613 laws mm. that you have to uphold in order to 
they don't use the word Christian. Is it, um, but like the, the mosaic laws? The mosaic laws. Okay. And there's 613 of them. It just And that number just blows my mind. <laughs> like 613 things that you have to do. And sometimes I can barely remember to do three. Yeah, like, right? 613 <laughs> just to say that I'm following you, Lord. Mm. Um, and so he was trying to explain um, what the new way is. And so sometimes when I think about it, I'm like, I think it's easy for us on the other side of Jesus to look back at the Old Testament and Mosaic laws and say, how could they think that? Mm-hmm. But when then I think about it, I'm like, well, that's all they knew. Mm-hmm. And it's what they were raised with. And, you know, they were taught from the time that they walked on it or they from the time they were born that this is what you do and this is how we observe and this is our lifestyle. And so this was a radical change for them. Mm. So Paul's trying to explain it. Yeah, so so he's trying to explain all of that, and and it seems like he's trying to use the method of love to create the change. So it's not a you're doing this wrong, but it's more like this amazing example of love should challenge you to change. This example of love means you have a new way of approaching following God, if you want to say it that mm-hmm. way. Um, because um, so much of what they did was based on keeping the law. Mm-hmm. And if they kept the law, then they were following God. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard for them to understand this notion of grace mm-hmm. and that it's nothing that I have to do this love is just given to me. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing I have to do to earn it. There's nothing I have to do. So I shouldn't say there's nothing shouldn't say there's nothing you have to do. You just don't have to do the six hundred and thirteen <laughs> There are some things you have to do, right? You have to confess and believe. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> let, let, so let me not say nothing. <laughs> let me rephrase that. Yeah. You just have to do something different. There's mm-hmm. a different way now. That's oh. probably a little more simple in in my mind. Yeah, yeah. Than what they were accustomed than to. The, the six hundred thirteen laws, because yeah. I don't even know if I can name six hundred thirteen things. No. <laughs> no. Um, but but it's just interesting, and because we're reading the Bible in a year, I've been digging into the Old Testament, mm. and so it's really interesting to walk through the Old Testament and look at the things they had to do and again I'm not criticizing just highlighting mm-hmm. that it's a new way mm-hmm. and anytime things are new and we, we think about our life like what the life we lived before COVID and the life we're right. living post COVID right. it's a new way and we have to change our thinking and change how we do things and so I just feel like this is their them trying to make that transition yeah that's great uh, one thing I like about when you preach is that you are the queen of examples oh my gracious like you you are pulling from songs and and books and comic books and (laughs) there's uh uh i I think in the sermon you mentioned something about uh dating apps like there's there's you just pull from so many different spaces and and i and i found that to be a very uh, characteristic part of your sermons and so as someone who likes to make sure that my what i'm learning is applying to my true life i appreciate that very much and your intentionality with that 
Thank you. And I'll talk a little bit about it, um, if that's okay. Absolutely. Um, so part of, um, I think when I started preaching, I always felt like um, I wanted to make my sermons um, exist in our real life. Mm. And so I try to draw from everyday examples. So songs that we all have sang or maybe a cartoon that we've um, watched. And because we're multi-generational, mm-hmm. um, and I love sci-fi, <laughs> <laughs> and we're multi-generational, um, I try to give examples that span um, a different age groups. Mm-hmm. So, you know, notice that I often have an older R&B mm-hmm. song, um, but I also try to give what I think is the most recent Disney movie. Um, <laughs> actually, um, at par- part of this sermon, it didn't make it to the sermon on Sunday. I had something about Bruno in there oh. um, because I was saying, you know, we find it hard to accept love mm. because a lot of us are like the Brunos of our family. Ooh. And um, it didn't make it. Um, it. It was on the cutting floor. Wow. Um, because I, I couldn't work it. Like, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it was in my early draft, but it, it's still in there if I have to ever have to work it again. I, so, I, 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 we don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk and, about Bruno. And I think that, what? I'm, <laughs> my ears are perked up, and then and then I'm singing the next line. <laughs> right. We don't talk about Bruno. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> That's it. No. And a lot of us, our reality is some of us are the Brunos of our family. Yeah. And if we're the Brunos of our family and our family is our unit or our first exposure to love, I feel that that makes it harder for us to accept mm-hmm. love. Um, so um, that's why it would have been in there. But I, and again, so I just try to use examples. Um, like the, I think in a different sermon, I was like, you know, when you're walking on a cloudy day. And so then if, if you're walking on a cloudy day, then maybe the sermon will come back to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that the sermons exist in the practicality of our lives. That's awesome. That's great. Uh, one of the examples that you gave were the uh, Gary Chapman and the five love languages. Did you ever do the test? Yes. Oh, I have done the test. How do you feel about sharing what you're, maybe talk to? Um, I actually am um, bilingual, um, which surprised me because um, I scored evenly on two things. Oh. And they are um, quality time and acts of service. Oh. And so uh, gifts don't move me. Mm-hmm. Um, by no stretch of the imagination. And actually, as part of singles ministry years ago, we took this love language mm-hmm. um, analysis and discussed it and what it means for us. So, um, but yeah, those are mine. Wow, that's great. That's awesome. Yeah, gifts don't move me either. I'm pretty sure gifts were, if I scored on gifts, <laughs> it was a very low number. Um, but I mean, I'm not going to turn away, but they don't move me, as, as right. you say. It's just like, thank you. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> but if you want to hang out with me. <laughs> right. Right. I'm like, oh, if you want to hang out. I actually think it's a great premise. And um, I actually listened to him a couple of years ago and didn't know until then that it was created because he, I think he's a marital counselor. Mm. And um, I, I actually, like I said, think it's a great premise mm-hmm. because um, I could see um, actually looking over a past relationship like oh that's why that person always did that mm. I'm like, man i wish i had read this book earlier because yeah, like, yeah, yeah. why does this person always do that and i'm like oh 
because they were speaking their love language. It wasn't my love language, yeah. but they were speaking their love language. And I could see part of our disconnect because I wasn't speaking their love language and didn't have the words to express it then. Mm-hmm. But having read the book, I was like, oh, it makes so much more sense now. Yeah. So, that was great. Um, and yeah, and I think we have to do, we have to take the time and, and read that language. And one thing that I really liked how you did with the Stanley Cafe remix, shout out to Deacon Stanley and Miss Tammy, um, is that so much we talk about, you talked about songs, and Jesus loves me, this I know, the focus being on Jesus, and that switch to God. And then coming off of Easter, um, and seeing Jesus' sacrifice, but truly it was God using Jesus to show like that love for us. Um, talk about why you wanted to put that emphasis back on God as we came off of Easter. Um, well, I only put the emphasis back on God because that's what the text said. That's true. And it just said, <laughs> I mean, you know, that's true. it, it that's says, true. you know, God demonstrates his love. And I actually struggled with it because I was like, well, we got the song, Jesus Loves Me. And I was like, okay, now think critically because I mean, when mm-hmm. you write it and then you I read it and take a different eye. Like, mm-hmm. where can I pick this apart? Where is this illogical? Or where is the message that I'm saying without saying it? Um, and so one of those was like when I was doing the whole enemy part, I'm like, I don't want people to walk away with this thought that they are God's enemy. Mm-hmm. But it was a great example for who am I willing to die for? Mm-hmm. And um, so, um, so yeah, I lost my train of thought. You good? I lost my train of thought right there. See, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, that's the only reason I went back to God. Yeah. Um, because the text went back to God and. Like I said, I struggled with it. I was like, oh, wait, don't forget. Yeah. Flesh became, dwelt among us, the word dwelt among us. And so, and and I, I try to, when I'm preaching, to not, not use a lot of church speak. So we, members of Mount Zion or church people, mm-hmm. understand that God is a triune God. And so mm-hmm. I probably could have very easily just said, well, we know that Jesus is God and, and is part of the triune. And so therefore... Uh, I can rewrite this and remix this mm-hmm. and say, um, God loves me. This I know, for the Bible tells me so. But I wanted to substantiate it with Scripture mm-hmm. just because not everyone understands this whole notion of triune God, mm-hmm. depending on yeah, right, right, right. your knowledge. Yeah, very true. Um, but I, I did like that because I, I think at times the triune God can get lost a little bit. And so I like that you pulled that out and made it and reading the text because you this is this is your calling. This is your space. So you're going to read and dissect and go through the text all the time where me on my side as as just a follower of Christ, I may not do that as much. And I'll just take it as, for lack of a better word, face value and just go with that. But I really like how you broke down the tenses and how God demonstrates and shows us love in the present tense. And you're like, it's not past because it would sound like this. It's not future because it would sound like this. And then the imperfect or conditional, I was like, okay, now you're showing off. (laughs) I do have an undergrad. I do have a degree in a foreign language. (laughs) Well, 
I love languages, and you know, I'm always uh, looking with at a fine with a fine tooth comb, mm-hmm. and I um, was trying to uh, come with three points because <laughs> most servers are three points, and I kept trying to work with this whole demonstrate, mm-hmm. and I was like, no, that that's not a point, and mm-hmm. um, but then when I um, kept reading and I'm like but it's so significant because it's happening right now and that was really um, important to me to realize that it's present and ongoing Mm. Um, because you know we've had relationships that didn't work right Mm -hmm. and that's over and done with but God's love is not that relationship Mm -hmm. and so again in a lot of what I was doing was drawing out the tension or the differences between what we experience as love um, human to human mm-hmm. versus, because that's a lot of times our view of love. And actually I was trying to make a play on real love um, versus real love being R-E-E-L, like the love we see in the movies oh. versus God's real love. That, that, that was on the cutting floor too. These are my nuggets that were on the cutting board. Oh, I was I, trying to work them in. I I'm need, working them in no, now. No, those need to be separate. Like, that needs to be, like, a series <laughs> in and of itself. Because I'll tell you, me and uh, and my friends, we talk about the, um, the rom-coms all the time. Mm-hmm. And how they are lying to us out here about the reality of what what love is. And how fast it's supposed to happen. Yep. I've been bamboozled. Hoodwinked. <laughs> a shame. Uh, no, I think that's, uh, those are really important of what the love, cause you're right. It is human to human. And I think so quickly when things don't go our way in the relationship, whether it's we've, we're not seeing their love language or there's a tragedy that, you know, it's, it's hard for the other person to recover from. Um, we're so quick to remove that relationship or I shouldn't say so quick, we remove that relationship where the relationship with God and the love with God is, okay, that happened, I'm still here. And I could I could speak for myself. Um, I think at the end of the day, that's what I want in my human-to-human relationship, but I'm not necessarily conditioned for it to be that way. I want everything to be perfect, outlined, um, clear that may be the best word clear clear <laughs> uh and just riding off into the sunset yeah. where love is not that and uh, at all it's work and it's, it's a choice and it's not always easy to do mm-hmm. and um i think that we learn love in families mm-hmm. we learn love in friendships and we often learn love in rom-coms or Hollywood and mm-hmm. I think you know there are a lot of people who really think that what they see mm-hmm. on the screen on their device mm-hmm. is the way it's going to be and that's 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 Hollywood that's not real life yeah the, what's the movie Enchanted you ever see that movie I have if you haven't seen Enchanted definitely check it out because <laughs> it is it plays into all of the fairy tale fantasy of um, what quote unquote love and romance is supposed to be and uh, as you said it's work it's work that's what we gotta do interestingly enough um, I don't remember the um, 
book anymore, but um, it's like a, it talks about like it's not a concordance, but it's it's a reference tool that I have, mm. and um, at the very end of it, and they're talking about Revelation, and it and so so it goes each goes through each chapter of the Bible, mm-hmm. each chapter Lord, each book of the Bible, and then at the very end it says something about um, you are a winner. And just as I was reading mm. it, I started laughing. I was like, oh, my goodness, it sounds like, and we all live happily ever after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, however the author wrote it, I don't think it was like a shout-out to, yeah, yeah, yeah. to the fairy tales, but it certainly had this, and we all live happily ever after, a message as they wrote the ending or talked about Revelations. Mm-hmm. And I was like, interesting. I've never really thought about the Bible as the fairy tale, but it is like we all live happily ever after. We mm-hmm. have eternity, and that's our happily ever that's after. Great. That's such an interesting take. Not bad though, because that's what happens. Um, so you you were talking about your point. In your first point, you talked about um, how does God demonstrate His love and by the timing. And and the key part of that of the text is while we were still sinners. And and I had to sit I had to sit with that a little bit because I I'll say I've thought and I do have thoughts about I will be loved when I've figured out this hairstyle when I've got a better work life balance when I pay off my car like I will be loved when I do those things and this. This word still, um, it, it sits in me of like, like even in the midst of what I'm doing, there there is love. Um, and Paul talks about that. And, and so I think if, um, a lot of times we hear people say, I'm going to join a church when I get right. Mm-hmm. Or when I'm ready to do better. Um, and so we can think about it just chronologically, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus died over 2,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. I didn't even exist. Right. So long before I existed, he died. Mm-hmm. Long before I even realized who Jesus was, he died. Mm-hmm. And, so that, and so that's part of the while we were yet sinners that was on the cutting floor too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but the thing about it, I like to say it this way, Jesus loved us or God loved us when we weren't studying him. Mm-hmm. And so uh, now I don't, that might be the expression that's dated. It but is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> so what that means? Thank you. <laughs> that's okay. So, I, so yeah. I mean, you've had this experience, or maybe you haven't had this experience, where you might be with your girlfriends, and your girlfriend say, "You see that guy checking you out," and you're like, "I ain't studying him," and uh, so you're not even thinking about okay. him. You could care less about this mm-hmm. guy, or I flip it around if you mm-hmm. want to flip the gender roles. Um, flip it, and you're like, "I ain't studying him." And and you really aren't. But that's kind of the way it is, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus died for us long before we even were giving any thoughts about living for God or this notion of Jesus and, and this Christian life. Um, and so while we were yet sinners, because mm-hmm. that sin creates a divide between us and God. Mm-hmm. And even then, Jesus died. Yeah. It's amazing to me. It just it, you say the words, and then you have to think about the reality of what those words mean. Mm-hmm. So it's one thing to say them; it's something else to be like, 
wow, like, what kind of love is that? Like, mm-hmm. who are you willing to die for? And I, you know, I ask myself that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have two sisters. Well, I have two older sisters. Mm-hmm. And um, I was a tattletale. Oh, my, uh, uh, the, the kids say is snitch. Yep. <laughs> yep, I was. And I was like, my dad was of uh, the philosophy, if I don't know who did it, I'm going to punish all three of y'all. Oh. And I, we're from the whooping generation. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, we're not in the timeout generation. I don't know what and that's like. We, we I don't know what the, the timeouts switch. are. We're going to get the switch <laughs> or the bells. <laughs> I had the bell. Oh, and he, he was like, if I get all three of y'all, I'm going to get the right one. <laughs> Oh, hey, daddy, uh, this one did it. <laughs> and they'd be looking at me like, you better not tell. We're going to get you later. I'm like, y'all get me. It's going to be easier than his get me. I'm telling. I'm not, I'm not taking this beating for you. <laughs> and, and, I love my sisters, but I'm yeah. not taking this beating for down. you. No, no. Down. But Jesus did that for us, mm-hmm. right? And that's the part that just blows my mind. Yeah. Yeah. He he did. He did that for us. Um, I want to talk, shift a little bit to the, to the author. Because we do talk about... Um, we talk about wanting to defend your friends, not foes. We talk, we're talking about enemies. And Paul wasn't always Paul. Can you tell us about Paul's journey to just, just his transformation? Paul's journey and transformation is amazing, right? So here he is, and he calls himself Jews of the Jews, and so he is credential, and uh-huh. he but and he doesn't believe in Christ. Uh-huh. He just he was like, nah, no, nah, dog, that ain't the way. No, 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 go home and go. Well, let's go get these six hundred and thirteen. <laughs> Look at number six hundred. That's what we are. Did you do six hundred today? <laughs> and. And um, at the point, and then he, because of um, his position, I don't can't remember the name of it. I should know this. Um, he um, was at the stoning of Stephen, if I remember correctly. And the scripture says that he was uttering murderous threats. And so they wanted to take out the followers of Christ. Mm-hmm. They were like, we're going to squash this. Nope. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so... He was one of the key people as Saul, Mm. as Saul, he was one of the key people who was trying to eradicate this whole notion of Jesus and the resurrection of Jesus and the disciples and the growth of um, what was the beginnings of Christianity. And it is amazing to me that, you know, he's on his way and then he has an encounter with Christ Mm. and Christ is like, no, hold up. Like, I am the real deal. Mm-hmm. Forget the 613. Paraphrasing. Just paraphrasing. That's, that's not what the scriptures say. <laughs> but that's the gist of the message. Yeah, right? yeah. And, and it's even interesting that even after his conversion, and Jesus goes to, uh, no, Jesus, uh, the angel, I think, appears to Ananias. And was like, okay, I need you to get with, with Saul or Paul. Mm-hmm. And he was like, uh-uh, you know who he is. I'm not doing that. And so even then, the people had to be willing to accept him. And so one encounter with Christ changes his entire life, mm-hmm. changes his the entire plan and trajectory of what he's doing. And he shifts from being someone who is not a proponent and I would say enemy, if you will, of Christians at that point in time to writing, to being one of the biggest propon- uh, proponents. 
I can't think of the word, to the biggest pusher. Pusher? pusher advocate? Advocate for Christ. Mm-hmm. And so it's like night and day, mm-hmm. if you will. And, and I think for all of us, if we think about it, we all may sometimes have our Saul to Paul experience mm-hmm. where Jesus gives us a new name and that's different from who we used to be. Right. And that's what I love about his story. And the, the interesting thing about him is that he was convinced that he was doing the right thing Ooh, when he was yeah. persecuting the Christians because that is what he thought was right. And, and that's why I said coming to Christ doesn't require us to be a certain way. Mm-hmm. But spending time with Christ will force you to change. Ooh, put that on a magnet. That was good. That's good. And uh, and was was Saul pre-Paul like God? God met him where he was. And kind of get into kind of our earlier points of like when I get right, it'll come. Um, and and I think too, love looks different based off of the type of love. I think at times we can assume love is the same. And I really like how you shared. Um, well, actually, these didn't make the sermon. So that's why we come. That's why you come to the to the overflow to get the parts of the sermon uh, that, that didn't make it on Sunday. Uh, but you take the time to share with us the different types of love, which I can say from my own study I can never remember them all. So now I have them. <laughs> and I can look at them. Uh, so we have Eros, which is the romantic, passionate love. Um, the storyline of our rom-coms. You have Philia, brotherly love. I was in Philadelphia this past weekend, and they were they were embracing it, okay? Like, there's a park. It's literally called Love Park. Um, and it's just... <laughs> there's lots of love in the park I'm not gonna lie to you like people were excited to be there they were just enjoying themselves it was great uh, and actually what's nice is like the you may have seen it in photos or physically yourself there's a sign like a, it's L-O-V-E and the L-O is stacked above the V-E and uh, it's red so, um, but the, uh, the artist of that created other love signs and so there's another one that says Amor. So it's A-M above the O-R. And I thought that was really special and powerful because love has no... There's love in all languages. And so then to be able to like express that and share that, I thought was, was really cool. Um, and then Storge, which is... Stor- I think it's Storge. 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 Um, that might have been the Bruno the Bruno part. Was <laughs> okay. about family love. Yep, yep. That's family love, and then family love. and the one that we get receive from God is agape or unconditional love, and nothing we all want unconditional love. Uh, it comes from God, but like I was stating earlier, we we want it in our partners. I think we do too, and I, I think. Um, as we partner up and whatever that looks like to you, I think that's the challenge, right? Mm-hmm. To, um, oh, we live so much in a me, 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 if it doesn't suit me, society, I think it makes it a little bit more challenge for this notion of unconditional love. Mm-hmm. Um, I love you just because. And just because. 
and there's like I think it's Anita Baker. Just because you're you, and and, and that's mm. that's kind of where I, what I think about sometimes. Mm-hmm. God loves me just because I'm me. Yeah. Even with all my flaws and quirks, and I have some, we all do. Yeah. Um, he loves me just because of me, because I'm his daughter, because mm-hmm. he created me. Yes, yes, he does. Um, I like the other, the last example that you gave through um, this point was about the about the dating apps, and I was chuckling because I was like. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly right. Like, I <laughs> I look at it, and I'm like, no. Like, if, if, if he got a cat, nope, I'm allergic. Boop. <laughs> oh, he likes fishing? I don't. Boop. <laughs> that's it. It's so simple in how we we choose. If we if The dating apps, I understand, like, put out all of your interests and hobbies and, and see what connects and see where you could find maybe someone that you may not have looked at on the surface that you could you could find the connection and then on the back end you just you're like mm, no, no. It's, it's like more data points to reject the other person and uh there'd be times when i'd be living my life out here and people would be like they'd be like oh yeah i'm on such and such like dating app and i was like okay like what's like your strategy like how do you like approach it and it's mostly males that are like, I just swipe right on everything. I'm like, you're not even looking at what it is. And they're like, nah. Like, I don't know if it's like law of averages or they're like, I'm not trying to miss my shot. They just, I'm not throwing away my shot. And they just keep swiping. And I was like, okay, you, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> so again, let the record show, I am not officially on any dating apps. Right now, or have you ever been? I've never been. What? I'm, I'm, I, no, no, never, never. And I, I did have a friend of mine who was like, you gotta get on a dating app. I'm like, no. Like, no. And actually, I, in doing my research, I was actually watching a friend um, on mm. the dating app. That's how I knew. Mm-hmm. And it was just like you said. Oh no, uh-uh. no. Yeah. I'm like, well, what's wrong with that one? Oh, he does blah blah blah. No, and I'm like, what? That? <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, does, does he get a chance? No. At all? And no. I'm like, no, not at all. Not a um, chance. No, not at all. Um, and so that's the thing that's so amazing to me. And even in doing the research, you can have like people who help you write your dating app profile. Yeah. That's guaranteed to help you attract. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow! Like you pay for that? Yeah. Some okay. People, man, some people do. It, and you know what? That and that may work for their personality. It it doesn't work for my personality. I tried. Dated a couple a couple young men off of it and was not successful. And then I tried later, and I was like, this doesn't work. I, I'm very much a. You have to experience me in person. <laughs> person. So. <laughs> I just don't feel like how how can you summarize all that you are like in a short snippet but I don't know but shout out to those that can I'm proud of you Um, maybe y'all should get on here and tell us how to do it and like how to how to win 
Because I don't know how to win. And, and I don't like playing games. I don't know how to win. <laughs> More power to you. I, I can never look at the camera the right way. Like, every selfie, I'm looking off, like, in the, in the wrong corner. Oh, yeah, I'm like, a little off. Like, what's she looking up at? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I can never get a good dating app profile picture. If you can make it happen, make it happen for you. More power to you. Love that. Love that. And uh, kind of, like, with the dating app, that requires work. So we're talking about how Christ loves us, um, or by his actions, right? Like, four simple words, so profound. Christ died for us. And it, you know, speaking with Pastor, as we, he went through the We Win series, and we're talking about um, the crucifixion and the dissecting that to think like, like me? Like, you died for me? Because I don't know if I'm... The, I don't know if I'm going to die for somebody else. Like, my mom? Maybe. No, I'm just kidding. I died for my mom. <laughs> <laughs> I saw, like, before memes were memes, uh, I saw something that was like, yeah, I take I take a bullet for you from, like, <laughs> that's, like, made of foam from, like, a <laughs> Nerf gun in the leg. Like... <laughs> 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 and I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this this grand act of love, like, why why did why did Jesus have to show his love in that way? So for me, I think it goes back to the Old Testament, right, mm-hmm. where there were sacrifices that were made. Um, in retribution for your sin. And if, again, if you read back in the Old Testament, there's like, you have to sacrifice an unblemished blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And that's the sacrifice for doing blah, blah, blah. And um, Jesus died. He became the ultimate sacrifice. Mm-hmm. He shed his blood so that, you know, I'm telling y'all, if if I lived in Old Testament days, everybody would have to be vegan. Y'all would have to be on a Daniel fast forever, because I think I would have all the animals. <laughs> like, just like, can can we get some beef today? No, Stephanie got the last cow. Talk about uh, this is what I did. Lord, here we go. <laughs> just save the rest for next week. Right. <laughs> um. So, um, as part of that re- retribution of sin, it required the shedding of blood. And mm-hmm. Jesus became that, we say, the sacrificial lamb, mm-hmm. right? And we, we, again, we in church speak, we talk, we say those words. And to a certain extent, we <clears throat> glorify the cross. And as I was mm. doing my research for this and was reading exactly all the details, I cannot watch The Passion of the Christ. Mm. Like, I tried. And just when they were ready doing the cross things, I was like, can't see it. Just cannot mm. see it mm. to just fully grasp what Jesus physically went through, just like his Mm -hmm. body. And then to add to that, I might be jumping ahead of you, but to add to that, like I was watching the news yesterday and they were talking about someone was finally lying in state so people could come pay their respects. Mm. And I'm like, wait, I'm king of all kings. My daddy created this. I'm part of the crew that created all of this. Mm -hmm. And y'all going to treat me like this? Come on, y'all know y'all wouldn't have gone for that. Like, Mm -hmm. no. No. Uh, anyway, okay, I'm jumping ahead of you. <laughs> no, 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 you're good, you're good. I'll, I'll get us back, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, like the, the magnitude of it is just so much. And 
yeah, the physicality of it. And I think you're very much right. Like, we crucify, or, nope, we glorify the cross. Like, you got, you got a, I have a cross that's got some diamonds in it. You see, you know, crosses are, are up all, everywhere. Some spaces will have the cross with Jesus on it. I've seen it mostly in, like, Catholic um, doctrine places. But it's very much, um, like, held up high where the the act of the Jesus getting there is nothing I don't think any of us would ever choose and so he chose that like that's that's a whole lot of love to give to people that haven't even heard of his name yet and, and don't deserve it right and based based on the how based on how we in our world give and receive love they don't deserve it because mm-hmm. they haven't done anything for it. They weren't stood in him and mm-hmm. you didn't steal, you know. Yeah. And we, you know, we say the king of all, uh, wait, king of, I can't even think of the song now. He came down to this earth humbly and it's just, I don't know. Like, I know I don't have the power to do it. Mm-hmm. Right? Like just the, the, and even like when we say he could have come down, that mm-hmm. was the power that he had. If he had the power to speak to the wind and the waves, he had the power to resurrect resurrect Lazarus. He had the power to just step off the cross and be like, no, y'all, uh-uh. And people going to sit at the foot of the cross and mock him mm-hmm. and say, well, hey, if if you are the king, what yes. you mean if? You know, y'all know them fighting words for somebody mm-hmm. to be like, if? Oh, wait, I'm getting ready to show you right here, right now. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Don't apologize. Don't I digress. Apologize. I'm digressing. Uh, no, I, I too, like... The seven last words, right, of, of Jesus dying on the cross. And uh, you make a note of, you say, uh, when Jesus died on the cross, it was like God was saying to each and every one of us, if only you knew, if only you know how much I do love you. Mm-hmm. And my question was, why doesn't the scripture talk like this? Yeah. Right, like, like, like the scripture... I'm not saying it's cryptic. I'm not saying that. But it's it's not as direct and as plain and as maybe forthcoming as I would like it to be sometimes. <laughs> um, but I was curious if you if you had any thoughts as to why that that isn't as directly displayed in scripture. Well, I think um, <clears throat> I think that's the work of the pre- of the preacher. If that is, mm-hmm. as, as that makes sense, right? We take a text that was written years ago and um, try to make it relevant to what we're experiencing now. Mm-hmm. And um, though that is some of the challenges of understanding this, because we don't live, we don't, didn't live in that society. Mm-hmm. Even when we talk about how Jesus traveled from one place to the next, mm-hmm. he had to walk. Mm-hmm. He, there was no Uber, mm. there was no public transportation, or I had to ride on a horse or a camel. Well, the cars didn't even exist. Mm-hmm. So as he's going from place to place, those are long journeys. And I think um, the Bible 
is just a translation. And I think it's also why we have our Bible is a translation of the original text. And so I think that's why we continue to have all these different translations like, you know, King James. Mm-hmm. But King James was written and translated. But a lot of... Um, but no one speaks like that anymore. Mm-hmm. Right? And so then we have these new different translations. We come a little forward. We have NIV, mm-hmm. but then we have things like the passion and the message that mm-hmm. really break it down to a, a, a different way to try to make it the Bible more understandable. And so I can't, I don't know if I can really say why. I guess I, the, mm-hmm. the, my second answer would be Maybe because no one's translated it like that. Mm. Um, but it's also sort of like when I again when I was doing this and I was practicing it, I changed it and I was like, it's as if God says, Stephanie, if only you knew mm. how much I do, I do love you. Mm. And then you know, that's Patty LaBelle's song, right? Right? Because she didn't rehearse her lines a thousand times. Mm-hmm. And then there was the one line that Jesus says that shows that his father forgive them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can't <laughs> talk about it without messing up. But again, I think, and again, as I was writing this, and I kept saying, well, Lord, you know, everybody, every sermon I preach has to do something, has something to do with love. And I was mm-hmm. like, why is that? And he was like, because people need to understand mm-hmm. the significance and the magnitude of my love. And a lot of times the reality of their life and I, then I reflected on some things that have happened in my own life and how those things have you with a, a notion of love mm-hmm. that's very different from God's love because mm-hmm. it's unique. Um, so, I don't know. It's not written that way, but I maybe I should take it on. Translate the Bible in R&B songs. <laughs> I would read that. And I know lots of people would read that. That would be hilarious. <laughs> That would be great. Um, you just you just mentioned something about um, taking on an understanding of God's love. What what would be some ways that we could do that? Just in my own personal struggles, um, I have to really realize that His love is unconditional, and I know I keep saying that. Um, and I just feel that society teaches us that, you know, if we look a certain way, if you think about the rom-coms, right, mm-hmm. or even the dating apps or just Hollywood in general, you have to look a certain way. And if you have the perfect look, when I mean, people go through all these plastic surgeries mm-hmm. to look a certain way, to feel more, to be more, quote-unquote, attractive, and, or you have to act a certain way, and... God's love, you know, it doesn't really matter how we look. And I think, you know, part of that, too, as African-American, um, so many times the way you look mm-hmm. is what you're judged on is how you treat it based on how you look. And I'm like, what, what does this brown skin have to do with? Mm-hmm. Because I have brown skin, I don't know the answer to this question. Mm-hmm. That doesn't work for me. Or even as a female, because I'm a female and I don't, I can't do this. And, and we work so hard at feeling accepted and loved and but God we don't have to and that's the part to me that becomes the challenge because our minds have told us and our society has told us we have to work at this love thing mm-hmm. and God just gives it to us mm. and we can't earn it 
and we don't deserve it. And that's you know why I ended with the reckless love of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we were his foe, he still died for us. Mm-hmm. And that's just hard to understand, hard to accept. But um, in the Bible, God refers to us as his beloved. Um, and I think if we could accept that and just walk in that, then we helps us walk in love with each other too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to end it there. Mm. Thank you, Minister Stephanie, for coming and talking with us. Thank you all for being here. Uh, we appreciate it. Um, continue to share this and continue to ask questions and explore your love with God and his unconditional love for you. Have a wonderful day. Uh, and we look forward to hearing, uh, having you back here with us. And stay marvelous, fabulous, and blessed. Peace.